0: postpartum and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Hello, welcome back. This is season three of the Mystical Motherhood podcast. And today I want to tell you my story, my personal story of how I got into Western medicine, how I became a fertility nurse practitioner and how I came to write Two books and privately help clients all over the world. My books are my first book was Mystical Motherhood, and my newest book is Fertile, written under the pen name Pritamatma. I'm going to go into detail about this book and my own personal story so that the listeners know who I am and why I'm doing this, and how many people it's really, really helping, and how rapidly it's really growing. I'm really excited to share this information with you today. If you have any questions, please write into mysticalmotherhood.com and please leave a review for this podcast. It really helps. Thank you. A long time ago, I read these books called The Conversations, Conversation with God, and there's four books. And in the fourth book, God says to this man who's writing a conversation with him, He says, The fastest way to awaken humanity is to tell your own story of awakening and to help people awaken through your own story and your experience of it. Because until you read someone else's experience or you understand their experience, you can't know the possibilities. And that's really interesting because if you think about it, we live on a polarity planet and you can't know what is good until you know what is so-called bad. Or you can't know what is really, really bad until you know what is really, really good. You have to know the opposite, and you have to have a contrast in order to be able to grow. So when I heard the fastest way to awaken humanity is to awaken other people, it it just woke something up in me to start my progress. Another thing that started my destiny, another quote, is I started to get into kundalini yoga, which I'll talk about shortly. And Guru Jagat, who's one of my most amazing teachers at Rama and if you ever want to start to do yoga at home, I recommend you watch Rama TV from your house and Mystical motherhood is based on ancient yogic um, Kundalini technology that helps to amplify the baby in the womb and I believe in the future most women in you know in the next hundreds to a thousand years will be meditating while the child 's in the womb i don 't think I think that 'll be a standard. And I remember Guru Jagat in this video, I hadn't, I didn't know who she was, I heard her name and I downloaded something called Immense Grace and it's a women's group that goes um, yearly and now we're in our year five and it's completely changed my life. And she said in one of the first meetings with all these women, she says something about if women change, the entire race will change because they birth the children into this world if their frequency or it what she meant is if their frequency changes or their energy changes they will change the planet because they birth the children and it seems it, it, it's so obvious but when i heard that it almost in the moment dropped my destiny in the memory of what i came here to do into my being and it all began began to come to for you know come to become real to become my reality, and I know a lot of people that are kind of struggling on this earth because, for many many reasons, they don't know what they're doing, and they are. And if you're one of them, you're bumbling around from one thing to the next, and you know you came here to do something, you can't remember what it was. And I remember I was so frustrated because I was I was a, I was a, a mom at home with my two kids and I was very educated, but I just wasn't doing enough to serve. And my frustration level was so high because I knew I had something to provide, but I wasn't ready yet. But my consciousness had to go through a massive transformation in order to provide the information I have with the Mystical Motherhood book series. And there will be more books and there will be more people and there will be a ton more information that comes out. And I wanna tell you my story of how I got here. And some of it, I won't go into detail of the esoteric and spiritual experiences because I want to slightly remain mainstream, but I'll go into a little bit of the details of, of my own personal spiritual experiences so that you can see what's possible. So my, uh, my personal awakening began around 2011 and 2012. I went to India and I met this man who basically had the opposite frequency of me. And and in meeting him, our energies kind of collided. And I came back in 2012 and I was going through a dark night of the soul thinking I loved this man and but I didn't. I just was feeling love of God. And that love of God opened my heart opened my heart deeply. And I, I went on a walk one day and I bought this book called Kundalini. I, I would just walked into a bookstore, picked up the book. I didn't know anything about it, bought it. I went home and I opened up a page of this book and it was a random mantra on a page. And I had never meditated and I had never sat down like that. And I was about to go into work as a labor and delivery nurse. And I read this mantra over and over and over And I had a spontaneous kundalini opening in my basement for about four to five hours before I went into work that night to help to to deliver babies. And I didn't know what was happening other than I had this book in front of me called A Kundalini. And, And what it was is when the kundalini opens in your spine, your entire life changes because the only thing you can focus on is finding God within yourself and serving God. And you can call God or the goddess or whatever spirit that becomes your main objective in life rather than drinking and drugs and all those things. They begin to fall away because the kundalini begins to move through you to heal every aspect of yourself and your subconscious patterning so that you can become closer to your original source. So in that moment, I had this amazing opening and I went through years and years of healing approximately I'm now on my seventh year and I went to work that night and I was, I was having massive, um, energy running through my body. So, you know, just, I could, I was on, I felt like I had been electrocuted and I couldn't see straight. Uh, uh, everything had a aura, aura around it. I was shaking. I was having Kriyas, what they call Kriyas is like my body was physically shaking and I was like, how am I going to work? So I looked up a woman, I just Googled Kundalini awakening and finding your partner in India. And this woman popped up, her name was Elizabeth Burke. And she was based and she's still a teacher of mine. And if you want to contact her, please write in. She's amazing, amazing reader, intuitive and soul guide. And I I Googled her. And she, I contacted her and I said, I had a kundalini opening, a spontaneous one, and I don't know what's going on. She said, okay, where are you located? And it turned out she's only 30 minutes away from me. So I went to her house and then I worked with her since but off and on, but she's really worked with the earth energy. So she helped to ground my energy deeply into the earth. So when you begin to awaken and your energy starts to run Really wild. your energy goes towards the skies, towards the heavens. You're, you're rising up basically you're ascending. and so it's more important to actually ground down in the earth so that you can you know keep the, the more grounded you are on this earth, the deeper your aura goes, the more you can hold and the more you can heal, the more you can produce the more money you can hold, the more wealth, the more abundance in everything. And so she helped me to do that. And she also helped me to go through each of my chakras or energy centers and clear out all my past. And in that past, I didn't know how much I had been neglected, abused. And I'm not making it up. It was accurate. I I had actually kind of shut it off and said, I'm fine. And I wasn't. So up until this point, just my my Western background is... I have an undergraduate, so this is my spirit, that's the beginning of my spiritual opening. And this is the, right before I began to birth my children, but on a Western medical perspective and on an educational perspective, I was quite educated by this point and continued on, um, which allows me the ability to tap into both worlds, the spirit world and the scientific world of fertility and motherhood and, and birth and all these different things. So... I had on an education level, I went have an undergraduate degree in art and psychology. I went on to become a nurse. I went on to get my master's in nursing. I have a master's in running ambulatory care centers. And then I continued on after this kundalini opening. I continued on to become a family nurse practitioner, which means I can prescribe and diagnose most common ailments, and I can also go into specialties with um, guidance. Um, becoming a nurse practitioner was, I didn't understand why I did it at the time, but now I understand because I work in a fertility center in the New York area. And I help a lot of women on the Western perspective, manage their infertility. And then on my, with my private clients through mystical motherhood, I help them change their consciousness. And one day it'll all become one solid container but it's also a growing process. In this journey, I also have the opportunity to train with Ina May Gaskin, who's one of the most famous midwives in the world. And she held the frequency of natural birthing. So I got to train with a woman that held on this earth, somebody needs to hold the vision. Of whatever that is. So somebody needs to hold it so strong that it can actually maintain on this earth. And and Ina Mae Gaskin was a woman who, at her time, natural birth or giving birth vaginally or you know, without medications, it, it didn't, it was stopped, it was almost not existing. And because hospital births were taking over so much. And she began to bring that back. She trained herself. And I got to train with her and learn about natural birthing. Which when I, and when I met her in this process of after having my kundalini opening, I said, I'm ready to have children. And at the time, I was working in labor and delivery at UCSF, and it was a very challenging job. I had previously worked in labor and delivery down in um, Los Angeles at a really, really busy hospital, doing almost three to four births personally a day, um, very fast-paced, moving um, center but not a lot of good care. So moving to UCSF was a was a was a. a I learned really high medicine with uh, amazing doctors, and that was a great opportunity. But when I worked with Ina May Gaskin at the farm in Tennessee and her midwives, I realized there's a whole other way to approach birth, and I needed to experience all of those. So just like the beginning of this conversation, I started with we have to know the polar opposite. Of, you know, we have to know what you'd call good or bad or, you know, high or low or zero or 10. You have to understand both worlds to be able, just like I understand Western medicine, I have to understand spirituality. If I didn't understand Western part of fertility for you, I wouldn't be fully educated. I wouldn't be able to tell people, you know, you need to go to the doctor now. I can't help you. And so, Studying with Ina Gaskin and studying natural birth allowed me my own personal journey to know that while I was working as a labor and delivery nurse, when I became pregnant with my two children, I decided to birth them at home against all rationale, against everyone telling me I would never make it, against every single nurse in the entire center saying, we'll see you in here for a um, C-section. The belief system around natural birth is incredibly negative and scary and fearful and Only 1% of the American population actually give birth at home. And so I went through that process. I gave birth at home to both my children. The first birth was incredibly painful. The second one was incredibly euphoric. Uh, I was very lucky and it went really well for me. And I wrote about this in my first book, Mystical Motherhood. And I hope it helps you. In that book. That book specifically is about, I, I took my journey of going into kundalini yoga, which I'll go into in a minute, and I, I applied ancient yogic science and all, all, all my information from being a labor and delivery nurse. To the point of conception into the early childhood years, and so it 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 com- it cre- holds a lot of information on both science and ancient yogic technology of how to create you know a really conscious child. From everything I learned from Ina May Gaskin, everything I learned from UCSF, and working as a labor and delivery nurse on even the simplest things of how to breastfeed, which is a really difficult you know thing for new moms and moms that are you know veterans. And also I included a ton of meditations in there that are specific to bringing down a conscious child and how to change your frequency on a really practical level, step by step. So it's a really, it's almost a basic book compared to my next book, Fertile, How to Prepare Your Body, Mind, Spirit and um, for Conception and Pregnancy to Create a Conscious Child. That's the name of the book. But it is, is a good stepping stone to my next book, Fertile, which is a really high, almost more esoteric book talking about fertility and how to really bring a conscious child down by changing yourself through the elements and through alchemy. So back to my process of awakening in conjunction with my process of um, becoming a Western practitioner because they win in conjunction. And in my life, I always, I always, I. It was a journey of following my heart more deeply and more deeply and trusting that each step was I was being guided. And what I've realized is I always thought I was the driver of my life. I always thought I was the one who was driving me to do these things. And I've realized I'm the passenger. And the more I become the passenger and I allow them, these higher forces or spirit to guide me, the more I I can create, the more I can let go, the more I can let go of control, and the closer I become to spirit and my own destiny. Just a hint for all of you out there, but it takes a lot of you know energy and time to let go that much and working on yourself. So I birthed my two children at home, and because my husband at the time was always working, I ended up having to stay home with them, which was very challenging for me because I really love to to work I love to to create I felt really trapped I had to go through that process because I had to understand motherhood and its really weak moments and you know some mothers say that staying home is very easy and they love it I didn't have that experience I really struggled with it and I think that the social media campaigns and a lot of people out there make motherhood into some show in some beauty queen pageant of like this is what motherhood looks like, and it doesn't. I had you know two crying children that I felt really lonely, and I felt I had to go through the isolation of it. But I know other women go through that too, but not that many people talk about it. And that's a lot in my set. My first book, Mystical Motherhood, as I talk about the isolation and the importance of community and the importance of the postpartum period, so you can avoid depression because the changes you go through are massive. So in my spiritual journey, I was after my kundalini opening, I was still working with Elizabeth Burke and we were going through the chakras while I was pregnant. And I was basically looking at my past and understanding how my past related to what was happening in my life currently. And it cleaned me out. It took me years to do that. And it wasn't like therapy. We didn't go into the situations in depth. We just, I just noted that they're there and basically used the form of fire to burn them out. And then I found kundalini yoga. And I found it in a really magical way, which is a whole other story. But I began to become a kundalini practitioner. Just, I began to just chant at home while I was pregnant with my second child. I didn't know why I was chanting. I didn't, I couldn't explain why, but it was because the soul of the baby that was in me needed this, needed this frequency, needed this information, and so I just followed instinct with that. When my second child was born, I became a Kundalini meditation um, and yogic teacher, and I began to teach. And as my frequency began to change, and I was teaching, and I knew I, was, I knew I felt like I was about to go on my destiny, but I couldn't explain how I was going to get there. I knew something was about to change. And I, was, I began working with another woman, another teacher called Celestine Starr, and her information is printed in my second book, Fertile. And Cel- Celestine Starr is a magical woman that lived close to me, and she is one of the masters that's hidden in plain sight. In my opinion, she's helped me grow as a teacher, as all these Guru Jagat and Celestine and Elizabeth are my three main teachers. And one night she's a channeler and she's an intuitive and she works with the galactics and she's incredibly helps many people ascend. And it, I mean by ascending, it's helping me move through the earth experience and helping people to let go of the dramatic story of your earth experience because it's not real. So one night she was channeling the goddess Isis and the goddess Isis said to her, Chelsea has to go through a full moon ceremony. She needs to go to your house on a full moon and, and um, we'll do a full moon ceremony with her. So I said, oh, that means your house. And she goes, yes. And so I said, I think there's a full moon this Thursday. Should I come over? And she goes, yeah. So I left my kids with my husband at the time and I went to her house around 7 p.m., and she had created a temple space in an extra bedroom and we opened ceremony. So she was teaching me how to open ceremony where you use fire, earth, air, water, and ether in a ceremony to open space to higher sources and spirit. And I had never experienced really anything like that. And pretty much all the miraculous events that had occurred in my life were always spontaneous in the moment and i never had read about them and typically if i have a spiritual event happen which i've had many i it happens to me and then i read about it after and so the experience is completely new to me as if it i never had you know i never read about it i didn't know it was coming and that's consistent with my story throughout all like throughout time and space i i always experience it it's completely new i can't believe it's happening i love the aha moment and then later i'll receive a book sometimes even up to six months later, that explains the experience I went through. So that night, I'm not going to go into massive details about it because it's almost too much to tell publicly, but I went to heaven. And in the experience of going to heaven, my third eye opened and I was asked to write this book, Fertile. And in ask, being asked to write this book, Fertile, I was given three shapes while having this m- dramatic and amazing experience of almost leaving my body on an astral plane and going into these heavenly spaces, and being held by my teacher Celestine, who was holding me through this experience. And they gave me a circle, a square, and a triangle. And at that time, I said, "Oh my." God, what the heck does that mean? What does that mean? What, you just gave me three shapes. But at the t- what I realized is the, one of the highest forms of esoteric magic and change and actually changing your consciousness is, is through symbols. And if you look at ancient art or hermetic books or hermetic philosophy, which is, you know, alchemy in it's at its best form, symbols will change you. Symbols are this is the secret science and symbols are like microchips that go into your brain and actually open up dimensional forms and dimensions or understandings of yourself. And so oftentimes if you ever see a symbol and a symbol can come randomly to you in a form of a bird that flies by, or you open a book and you see a shape, or when you close your eyes, you may see a form. Go into the symbol, go into the corners of the symbol, ask what the symbol means and, and the symbol will open up almost like, it looks like, a, you could think of the symbol as a simple book that's given to a page. But reality is when you really go into these symbols, they are libraries of information. So I was given these three symbols and my third eye was open. And after that moment, I became clairvoyant and clairaudient. And what that means is I began to clearly hear what needed to be heard clearly, just naturally know, clairsentient, like know what needed to be said. And then when I closed my eyes, my eyes, the front of my forehead became like a movie theater and I could read somebody. So I began to just have my, I was teaching a Kundalini yoga class in the Marin area and I began to have all of the girls that I was teaching come over to my house so I could practice reading them. And then I began to do healings for them. And it became kind of miraculous. They had some changes and the people, my friends started started working. And then started working so much that more people kept coming to me. So I just started to charge money, just a little bit, a donation um, for the energy exchange because I was able to see what was happening in their history, what was happening in their present and what was happening into their future and i'm not saying it i don't know how accurate it was i was always in awe but i was always open to it i didn't say this is gold this is you know this is the end result i this is the truth i'd always ask you know did it come true and it seems like it did and it was really working so i began to do that and then my husband at the time said we were living in the marin area he said let's move to ireland so i can sell my company the company that we had started together. And I said, OK, because at that moment in time, I was a—I had finished my nurse practitioner degree, just finished it, and I was actually waiting for my license to come in the mail. And it wasn't coming. I was the only person in my class that my license wasn't coming. I called, and I called, and I called. And it was lost for six months. They lost my application. This is another one of those things from Spirit and God being led. And he asked me to go to Ireland, to move to Ireland And then the next day, after I said yes, the next day my license came in the mail. And that license was critical to me working. And so they didn't, the higher source didn't want me to work because I was supposed to move to Ireland. And I had never really traveled Europe. But I had no idea that I was moving into the most ancient, sacred territory on this planet for the goddess specifically and for divine birthing and so we i packed up our family and my two children and we all moved over to Ireland and i began to travel the world and either i took my children on most of these trips or sometimes i would go for a couple of days by myself but i traveled to most of the sacred sites around the planet and in a feverish I mean, in, in a fast amount of time and at these sacred sites, because I was, I had opened up so much to God and spirit, I could hear and see and feel information. And so the two books that I wrote, Mystical Motherhood and Fertile began to pour through me and I wrote two books in two years and I focused and I began to help clients. So I I produced the Mystical Motherhood podcast in Ireland, the start of this, I'm on my third season now. I began to privately help um, women around me. I began to find women began to find me to with their fertility process, with their motherhood process. So, I mean, I've helped people with rape, with incest, with um, career, and it always was women that were mothers that were coming to me, and it was my calling. So, I just went with it. It was sort of a natural progression of creating this base business, which it was a complete accident. So Mystical Motherhood was written and then Fertile began to flow through. And the way that the book Fertile began to flow through is almost, it's, I can't even speak about it on this podcast because it's so unbelievable. And I want to have complete credibility in all communities because it's, 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 the, the way it came to me was, is so Highly charged and so sacred. I can't even explain how powerful this book is going to be and how many people I believe it will touch, especially because Spirit took so much effort, effort to get this through to you guys. And what I did when I was writing it is I was going to the sacred sites along the Rose Ley Line. And the rose ley line is the feminine, uh, around the earth, there's sacred sites. So I went to the Himalayas. I went to the Dalai Lama's temple. I went to the Rossland Chapel up in Scotland. I went to Glastonbury, which which did hold the heart chakra of the earth, and then the third chakra of the earth, and then Ireland, which is the old Celtic... um, communities and the, and the Druids. And then I went to France, Mary Magdalene's land, which is written in fertile about, you know, the sacred geometry shapes of the, of the womb. I also went down to Egypt to the great pyramids. And I remembered the ancient birthing techniques that were originated in Egypt's from the goddess Isis of using light and the heroes gamos and all these sacred, sacred, sacred ways of bringing down a child in all of my past lives, which I've had many With conscious conception and bringing down sacred children in Greece and in and in Egypt, I began to almost integrate and empower those lives and those timelines within this lifetime in order to create this platform so that I could help more women to bring these souls down and to clear themselves enough. And while I was doing this, my entire journey, my entire journey of my personal journey of awakening, which I'm always awakening more, there's more to clear in yourself and there's always more higher places to get to or lower places to fall in order to see the balance between the two as above, so below. I was going through an alchemical transformation, which i help people to do in the book and which happens with each of the clients that begin to work with me is they begin to change at a rapid pace. I mean the emails i get are out of, out of this world. We have one or two sessions and their life just begins to flip on itself. And things just start to move and that's how spirit moves. Spirit moves quickly. Spirit wants to help you and and it moves at the pace that the individual will allow and it's and the higher self of the individual will allow for you know people to change. So as I was writing the book Fertile which is now available on Amazon and again it's written under my pen name Pritam Atma if you can't find it and you can also go to the mystical motherhood website and you can go to the link to the Amazon there. Um I I I I knew that they wanted me to teach about DNA and I knew that I had to integrate science and spirit. And I knew I had these three shapes. And so, turns out that all of these things are interrelated. And I broke the book down into three sections the body, the mind, and the spirit, representing the body, representing the square, the mind, and the holy relationships, re- representing the triangle, and the circle, representing spirit. And I did this, these words so that the book would be almost easy for people to pick up and, and they would recognize those words, body, mind, and spirit that feels safe. But in those, into those different shapes is actually the way that the child is created within the womb. So when your child is created and now, I mean, now I work at a fertility center and I, and I see embryology. So in our lab, I watch the cells being created in, in the Petri dish, you know, because we do IVF and IUI, but in IVF, we, we are taking the eggs out of the woman and we're working with them in the Petri dish before we put the embryo back into the woman. And you can watch the cell form. And, and as it's forming, it really is, it's creating sacred geometry, and in my book fertile i go into the sacred geometrical expression of of the embryo and the basic understanding is that these shapes all hold a frequency and the clearer that your the clearer you are inside the clearer your consciousness the more high frequency you are the more awakened you are the more that you re- represent nature in its natural form the more this, these shapes will be energetically clear for your child. It's, it sounds so complicated, but it's a I explained it very beautifully right at the beginning of the book of how sacred geometry is deeply connected to the way the embryo unfolds. And how each of these shapes, each of these shapes hold all of the elements. So in our process of awakening, all of us whether we know it or not, are going through an alchemical transformation. And the alchemical transformation is the use of the elements. So you go through fire, water, earth, air, and ether, typically in that order, and sometimes in tandem as you begin to awaken two higher dimensions and awaken to you know clearing your past and each of the elements are complete are needed for your awakening process and i can explain more about the elements too but also each of the elements are related to nature so i begin this book fertile by walking you through the land of avalon or through a a, a the most beautiful natural, environmental place you can think of, you know, in your mind's eye. So what? when a woman is fertile or when the earth is fertile, they're cap- the earth is capable of producing almost miracles, right? If we compare our body, the feminine body to this planet, to mother earth in full bloom, it's a miracle. We can create anything as can the planet. So the, so for, you know, when you're fertile and you're in balance and you're like, if you think about nature in balance, you, everything is heightened. Everything is awakened. If you even think right now, if you're walking through nature and you're walking through a forest, you're going to have heightened senses. You're going to, you know, see the trees. You're going to hear the sound of water flowing. You may feel the heat. So the elements are all around you constantly moving. And, co- and your senses are incredibly awakened through this process of experiencing nature. And that's nature, nature is the elements and the senses. And, and so what are, you know, our senses is how we feel, what we see, um, what we smell, our relationship to the world around us, all these, all of these senses and, and these elements are completely in balance and, and, Almost hypersensitive in an awakened human being. So, if we want to bring down awakened human, awakened souls to this planet, we need to become like nature in full bloom and in balance, and have this sensorial experience of walking through our very favorite place in in this world. And I figured out this basic premise of the book while I was walking in the sacred lands of Glastonbury. And Glastonbury is, you know, where Mary Magdalene went after Jesus um, was crucified. It's the land of the dragons. It's the land where the veils are, you know, there's this book called Mists of Avalon, if you haven't read about it. It is a sacred, sacred place. And if any of you are interested in, in awakening more, I highly, highly recommend you go to Glastonbury. It is an amazing, amazing place that holds a kind of interesting frequency for the planet. And I was walking through the fields there and I was running because I had rented a house there with my teacher, Celestine, and my children. And, and it was springtime, And I was on a run, and it's a magical land, so anything can happen—like anything can happen there. And my phone kept turning off, and I was—it was—and I kept turning it back on because it was fully charged. There was no reason my phone should have been shutting off. And they kept saying, "Don't listen to music right now; listen to nature." And I was like, "No, I want to run and listen to Britney Spears or whatever." And—and they said, "No, lay down." So I went into this apple field and I laid down under these apple trees underneath the Tor, which is a beautiful sacred site of where it holds a Merkaba energy in the sacred land of England. And I said, oh my God, this is nature. This is fertility. This is what it looks like, the colors, the smells. And if we're trying to design a child that's unlike any other child, we have to really look at how to design that child. What? It, and if we know... So... If we know right now, this is kind of going off subject, but I'm going to flip back. If we know behavioral epigenetics, Bruce Lipton in the 1980s found, began to research an entire part of scientific, you know, he changed scientific history um, by finding that DNA is programmable basically, and that We are not susceptible to our genes. So basically anything that our parents have, like cholesterol, high cholesterol, or any of these issues, there's only maybe 1%, I don't have the exact number, of genes that are passed down through the generations that you're guaranteed to inherit these problems. So why in our lifetime do we typically get or become who our parents are? Well, it's our environment, that we're around our parents, and so we're programmed to become them. Our environment, our food, our thoughts, and our emotions are what create our DNA. So applying that to the time in pregnancy all of these things affect the child that's growing inside of you and this period of affecting that child and the and the DNA and the genetics of this you know of this being you're creating starts in a period called genomic imprinting about 3 months before the actual egg is released from your from your into your fallopian tubes for for insemination with the sperm so I, combining this knowledge of understanding that these elements or these this part of science is creating our DNA, with the fact that the more awakened we become to our, to the world around us and amplify our environment, so if we want to become like nature and we apply both science and spirit to the time of motherhood in you know conceiving and creating these children, is that. The more heightened your environment is with sounds that are mantras that are you know gorgeous and you know not negative, and with sweet smells, if we pro- if we know that we can program DNA or that DNA is affected by its environment. And if we are creating a child inside of us that is, it's, its DNA is tripling, tri- how, I don't even know the number, every single day, it's, it's growing at the, a quadrupled rate at such a fast pace. So everything in your environment, everything you're eating, everything you're thinking, all of your emotions is affecting this growing child and the DNA and the sacred geometry of this embryo and this fetus as it's growing. If you want to heighten this fetus and create an enlightened child, unlike any other, you have to think about all the environmental factors that are affecting the cells of this growing embryo. So what are you smelling in your environment? Who are you around? It, like in the immediate environment let's just even break it down into your environment who are you around who do you allow into your field where do you work what is the stress level of that what are you looking at what are the colors around you what is the sounds that are coming into you is it is it hectic all the time um what are the thoughts that you're thinking are you thinking all the time you're fat are you thinking you know are you talking to your child and connecting to that child what are your emotions what are the base emotions that are you know creating this baby inside of you so we know if you're thinking if we put ourselves in the place of an embryo if we become the embryo you would basically see yourself in a movie theater just like the mind's eye right you would see your point of view would become consciousness like all time and space inside of the of, of of the mother's womb and the mother's womb is the only connection that that child has to the outside world is the level of consciousness of the mother at the time so if we want to become fertile and we want to create, a really balanced, you know, mother nature experience for this child. Let's go back to that scene in nature. So, and let's go back to Mother Earth and balance. When Mother Earth is imbalanced, the senses are heightened. If you're going on a hike, everything is beautiful. Um, the heat isn't too hot. You know, the water—you can hear the water flowing, and all the elements are in balance. But Mother Nature out of control is not in balance. When, like, what's happening on Earth right now? Mother Nature is flooding. Mother nature is is crying from the heavens she is burning fire forest fires out of hand so that all houses are burning down um, there's droughts there's not enough water it is a toxic um, a toxic toxic experience she is being completely sabotaged with garbage and her heavens are being ru- ruined. Um, with um, the amount of gas we're using. So right now we have an example of mother nature out of balance and it's causing havoc on this earth with the changing climate. And all of the elements of mother nature are out of balance. So you can think of your own body create as the same creation as mother H- nature. So we want you to become mother nature in balance. And so what do you need to do to get there? you need to balance your elements within you and you need to heighten your senses so that everything, that is in, everything that's in your consciousness, your thoughts, emotions, behavior, and, and food, and everything you're choosing is, is better than it was before you were pregnant. And so in the book Fertile, I use the elements as examples of how to change your consciousness and how these elements relate to different aspects of your emotions and how alchemy is an incredibly potent and powerful way of transforming yourself and your consciousness plus kundalini yoga is another option so that when you're programming this fetus and you know and you're programming these cells you're programming these cells with a higher consciousness than you were programmed with because if you don't work on yourself you're going to just reprogram your child with the exact same programming of all past generations so that the so the women that begin to work with me And the women that utilize the mystical motherhood process begin to look at all the aspects in their life that no longer work. And in this process, the women have to look at their own subconscious programming and where that came from and their own life. So their own mother, their own relationship with their mother and the relationship they had with their father, why they chose these parents and what they came here to learn so if they don't, and as a mother, if you're listening and you haven't done any of this work, it's, it's, it's mandatory. If you're trying to create a more conscious child, it has nothing to do with a mis- it has nothing to do with the social media feed of looking pretty and giving your children, um, avocado. It is about, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but like it is, it's about looking at how, who you are as a human being your emotional reaction to your life and what is going on in it, the thoughts that maintain you going forward. And if and if you're finding this podcast or you found my two books or, or you will in the future, you are probably one of the people on the planet that are ready to do this differently. And you're ready to say, Okay, I want to be the last generation of trauma, of drama, of abuse, of neglect, of sexual um, dysfunction of ignorance of attachment of all of these different things that hold us on the earth plane. You're saying I want to I want to bring down a soul that has high caliber and that is clear of this karmic residue. That is clear enough that when it when this child comes through, it doesn't catch all of my generational history. It doesn't create I don't recreate that density within the embryo and the cells and the DNA. I don't put my ancient, old, you know, out of date consciousness into this child. I want to get myself clear enough. I want to become a vessel. I want to become the holy grail. I want to make that sacred blood of, of Christ consciousness. And I want to put that into this, into the DNA of this creation I'm making. You are like Mother Earth. You are the goddess. You are creating life for this planet. And so why not do a good job at it? And it's not that long of a period of time in your life that you can't devote to just making yourself a better individual. And every single one and if you don't what's amazing about this work is you don't have to be pregnant to do it. You just have to be a human. And you and so my work Goes for all people. It tends to attract a lot of women. And not everyone who comes to me or works with me is going to have a baby immediately. A lot of people are three ways, three or three years away from having a baby. A lot of people are having struggling, women are struggling with fertility. Uh, a lot of women are struggling with their career. It's all aspects. Fertility is not just a creation of a baby. But it is the creation of anything. You have to be fertile to create. Your womb has to be clear, and the clearer your consciousness, the higher you're connected to God. The more your creations will create a masterpiece that represent Spirit in its highest form. So, in the book Fertile, I, I compare creating a child to a masterpiece. For example, when Michelangelo was creating the Sistine Chapel, or or, or some of the most amazing singers of our times, Beyonce or any, just, just think of even modern, you know, classical singers to huge pop stars. When they're creating, all of their senses are awakened. They, they hear the music, they see the art, they become the art. They, they tap into these higher dimensions. It's the same thing with creating a child. You have to meet the frequency of the piece of art you want to make and in order to do that their consciousness isn't in this density and i mean by density it's not it's not being held back by negative belief systems by by trauma by drama all these different things that cr- almost make us denser in a physical form we want to become more ethereal and the more we release the more free, more childlike we become, the more we start to love ourselves, the more we move from our heart center and not these other chakra regions. Um, The the base chakra, we're not moving from sexuality. We're not moving from power. We're not moving from fear. The more we move from love, the the higher frequency our creations will be. And so the women who do this work Look at all these aspects in their life, whether it's they need to change their diet, whether it's, I mean, that's a simple, maybe they just need to eat better. That's a good start. And that maybe that's as far as you go, if you're listening, or if you have a friend who's listening, that's as far as you go. And that's okay. Other women want to go deeper and they want to say, why do I keep repeating what my mother did? Why do I hate my mother so much? Why do I, why did my father abuse me? Why do I allow this, all the men around me to abuse me later in life? Why do I not like myself? Why do I feel fat all the time? Why, you know, do, I want to, do I want to create another child who has had these feelings of not feeling beautiful? It comes down to simplest things like that. So what we do is we go through all these belief systems. We find the location of these belief systems and we use the alchemical process to move them out. Also using kundalini yoga, which is a form of alchemy, a fast form of alchemy on the planet and a scientific technology that transforms you. And that's why I use both of these spiritual technologies to create a different type of frequency within the people I work with. So my first book, Mystical Motherhood, is a more basic understanding of how to create a happy family. By changing yourself because you, the woman is the epitome of the family. If the woman is unhappy, the family's unhappy. In mystical motherhood, I use Maslow's hierarchy to help ensure that the base needs of the family are met to safety, to love and belonging, to self-esteem in order to go to the highest realm, which is a complete fulfilled human being. And then in fertile, I take it 10 steps further and I look at much more esoteric ways of creating a higher consciousness within you to become a better mother. And I take the, it takes sacred geometry, uh, harmonics, mathematics, um, alchemy, and the elements and nature and. DNA and scientific research and theories, and I place them all into the concepts of the body, mind, and spirit. So how do you change each aspects of these of yourself on these three levels in order to clear yourself enough to be able to hold these high caliber ch- children? And even if you're you know, never going to have another baby, it's still beneficial to read because it's about changing yourself so that you can still create a conscious family. While you're, you know, if you're already done having children, or it's also beneficial for women if you have a friend that's struggling with fertility, it, because it help it will help women through the process of, you know, the spiritual process of changing themselves um, as they become they go through the process of infertility. It's a very intense process to go through, and you need to have a spiritual grounding point. And these, if you do this work, if you change your consciousness, what you're doing is your you're allowing a more high caliber frequency soul to find you and be able to be birthed through you because you, what you, it's just like what the secret says, what you, what you feel and what you think is what you create. And it's the same thing with a child. And so your thoughts and all of these things create the base frequency of the type of soul that you're able to create within you. And so, the more you clear yourself and the more you work on yourself and you see how your own patterns relate to your past and even the time that you had in the womb with your mother, the more you can stop self sabotaging, the more you'll be successful in your career, the more happier you'll be sexually with your partner, the more intimate you'll be able to be, the more comfortable you'll be able to be in your own skin, and the more abundance and success you'll have in your life. And so working on yourself is not just for your child, it's actually a selfish reason. It's for you. If you have any questions about this, please write into mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more information on all of this, please go to mysticalmotherhood.com and both of my books, the links to get my books um, fertile, um, prepare your Mind, Body, Mind, and Spirit for Conception and Pregnancy to Create a Conscious Child. And my book, Mystical Motherhood, is on that website, mysticalmotherhood.com. If you liked the books, please write a review on Amazon. It really helps. And if this podcast helped you, please share all this information on social media. If these books help you, if this podcast helps you, please, please post it, put it in your story, tell people about it. Because the only way we're going to change this planet is by showing our own back to the very beginning. The only way to awaken is to share your story of awakening with others and to not be afraid of sharing it because there's so many people right now that are going through an awakening process or going through a deep depression or going through an isolation period that need support and need tools of how to get through the energy and the changes that are happening on this planet right now and they don't know what to do. They don't they haven't found mystical motherhood. They haven't found kundalini yoga. They haven't found alchemy. They haven't found all these resources. And so if you have, let somebody know because that's the only way we can help each other to grow. And again, the fastest way to awaken is to awaken somebody else. Thank you so much. And I'll see you again the next week or two.